Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for coffee this morning. You're welcome. We're posting this a little late. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah, our schedules have just been insane the last two weeks. And... It, they have been. And, oh my God, I was so sick yesterday. Yeah. I never, ever, ever get sick. Ever. And Samantha was going to come over last night. We were going to record. And I was like, I my stomach hurt so bad, I could not get out of bed. Wow. And my little boy, Bridger, got sent home sick from school yesterday, and I went and picked him up at, like, what, like 1230? Yeah. Came home, laid down with him for just a minute, didn't wake up until 5. <laughs> and then I was back in bed at 9, and I I slept. I was just not good. Yeah, and now I'm, like, switching from, like, mornings to nights, and my schedule's all over the place, and it's just not aligning. I, <laughs> things are just not vibing. So. So we're a little late, but... But here we are. Here we are in all of our glory. In all of our glory. And Samantha brought me peppermint coffee this morning. Thank you. It's You're delicious. Welcome. Thank is you. It? Yeah, it is. I'm I'm scared to eat or drink anything. This is gross. Sorry, guys. But I, like, I felt way better after this. But I started throwing up last night. I swear, I have never thrown up that hard and that much before in my life. Wow. I know. I'm like, texted her this morning. I'm like, how are you feeling? Because... I really don't want to get sick. It was awful. I should be like wearing a face mask around you. I get. I have the weakest immune system. You do. I. All you have to do. Mentions that that's sickness going around. I'm gonna catch it. That's what I was just. That's what I was just gonna say. I'm like somebody just has to talk about being sick, and all of a sudden Samantha is like on her deathbed. I know she was like. I was like, this room feels really sickly today. And she's like, let me light candles. It's a mental thing. I'm like, I don't know. It feels pretty sick in here. I feel myself getting sick. Yeah, and it's it's not. So I've got candles <laughs> going and incense and sprayed the Lysol. And I'm like, you're okay. Get it out of your head. Don't throw that in the universe. Back of my throat's feeling really wet. My uh, tummy's starting to hurt. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Um, so yesterday when I was at work though, I caught up on some of our friends' podcasts. So I listened to, um, One Nothing with Tyler yeah. from Minimus Fortunes episode. They are so funny. I just, Tyler's like, she played the red, um, red flag, green flag game with him too. Oh yeah. And Tyler was like, well, I'm toxic. <laughs> and I'm like, Tyler. <laughs> They're a hoot. So That's those awesome. are funny. If you haven't gotten a chance to check those out yet, go check them out um Tyler's I, awesome Amanda's awesome like we're so lucky to know those people I, I know and the support that they give us like they gave us shout outs on both of those episodes about like how I'm so accident prone and I get my butt kicked by animals all the time I don't know if that's a shout out or not <laughs> but like Tyler was saying though he was like you know I just he brought up what you said a few a few weeks ago about how we're just all just like one big family and we are, we are. Like one big family so it's I caught up on that, and then I listened to um, Beyond the Shadows started the this the What the Fuck series, which is just, that's funny. It's just short little, like, how did that happen? Or this happened? No way. What the fuck? Really? And it's funny, so go yeah. check that out. So That's cool. Caught up on those yesterday, so it gave me some, it was kind of good. I usually am, like, up to date on everybody's episodes, but I was behind because, uh-huh. like we said, it's been hectic. So I had, like eight hours of episodes to listen to yesterday so it was nice I just spent my day with all my friends nice <laughs> that's awesome so that's that's what I did at work yesterday that's very cool but I also in completely other news saw a news thing this morning 
Have you heard about the cocaine sharks? No. Okay, so you remember that movie that came out, Cocaine Bear? No. Okay, movie came out, like, March, called Cocaine Bear, that Coral and I were just thought was, like, the funniest thing. It was about this bear that, like, ingests a bunch of cocaine, and it's, like, this high bear, and we were like, that's the funniest thing we've ever seen. Well, apparently that was a true story that actually happened is some drug dealers dropped drugs from their plane, and a bear ingested all this cocaine, and it was, like, a cocaine bear. Oh, no. So now apparently that's happening with sharks in the ocean where people are like trying to smuggle drugs across the ocean and then dumping them when they are about to get caught. Right. And these sharks are ingesting a ton of cocaine. Oh my God. And so they're acting... Crazy. Wild. They're acting a little wild. Really? Yeah. But apparently there's like 14,000 like pounds of cocaine like dropped in the ocean every year. Seriously? Yeah. So these scientists, these micro like biologists, are like doing these experiments where they're like seeing if there's like a like school of fish. If the shark is like that's had cocaine, is gonna follow the school of fish, or if they're gonna go seek out cocaine. Apparently, they're seeking out cocaine. They really like the cocaine. What do you mean? They apparently love cocaine. Oh my gosh! So. Like, they dump it, like, in the bags, and then they eat the bag of it? Yeah, they just ingest it all. <coughs> and then it dissolves in their bellies. The stomach acid eats the plastic, and they just... Oh, my God. So the ocean just got significantly more scary. Wow. We need to start a, a like, movement to educate fish on the effects of cocaine. <laughs> I know, right? Isn't that wild, though? I saw that this morning, and I was like, you're lying. First it was a bear, now it's the sharks. Huh. Have you heard of all those orcas that are, like, attacking um, human boats over, like, China or whatever? Yes. Maybe they're on cocaine. Maybe. Maybe that's why they're acting like that. Maybe. I'm sure. We're on to something. We're on to a conspiracy theory here. The ocean is just full of cocaine. Apparently. Apparently there's a lot of cocaine in the ocean. Huh. Fascinating. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense that drug smugglers are dumping it if like the coast guard or navy or whoever <laughs> is on their tail i don't know who does those arrests at the coast guard i don't, I don't know. know marshals i don't who knows i have no idea i don't know but if they're on their tail like you're gonna dump all your stuff they're never gonna find it again there's the evidence they're speaking of boats and the ocean <laughs> i was talking to this guy we were watching i don't know this i don't know this show was on tv or something came across about like pirating Uh and I was like no way does that happen anymore like this is like Johnny Depp shit right and he was like no it actually does like a little tiny canoe boat of like four or five people can overtake like a big ass boat and like take it over and I guess it happens like a lot that's insane I was like how in the world does six little skinny Ethiopian dudes take over a big boat that has 300 freaking people on it. Like, does nobody fight? Does nobody like... wild. And he was like, no, because you go like in international waters and you're not allowed to have like guns or weapons or anything. And so the boats don't have any way to defend themselves. And the companies that own it, I guess, are just like, instead of risking your lives, just let them take the boat. I'm like, dude, I should not ever go on a boat then. Because I would not be like, I surrender. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. Like you can't take a broom and hit them as they're climbing up the or side the of your boat. Or the 300 of you can't all charge them at the same time? Well, they have guns. The people that are coming on the boats have oh, guns. Oh. But but you can't like they're still you can't them. shoot a gun and climb a ladder at the same time. Right, throw if, a shoe at them. Do something, <laughs> right? But I was like there's no way that this happens in 2023 and he was like no, you're wrong. And I am so tired of being told that I'm wrong. Plum tree. I'm so tired of it. I'm not talking about it, but Jim told me that I could identify the plum tree as a peach tree if I want to. So I'm going to. Jim told you that? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a thing. We can do that. It's a peach tree. Yeah, it's Done. a peach tree. So he said that way I don't have to be wrong again. Why does Jim have your back so significantly? I don't know, but I'm into it. He's my friend. I'm into it. Fine. Jim? Thank you. It's a peach tree. No, it's a plum tree. Would you like some peaches? <laughs> I don't know. Not gonna be wrong again. I know. It's wrong. really it's really not It's not I wasn't wrong. Google app was wrong. Google app was wrong. We didn't know and we whatever. I whatever. Is it even a Wittasial tree? Is it even a I don't know, but Stacy's gonna tell me that one. Because okay. I'm gonna send her some of it and she's gonna she's gonna tell me that one. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that. Well, okay. so moral of the story, the ocean's a terrifying place. You can be robbed at gunpoint by four men when you have 900 of you on a boat. Yeah. You could be eaten by a cocaine-raged bear, <laughs> bear or shark. Shark. Yeah. You could get eaten by sharks. Like, the ocean isn't scary enough. Right. Like, the least explored place in the entire world right is the ocean and there's probably a reason that it's the least explored place i'm just saying what if megatron is it eating cocaine i don't know what megatron is it's like a super like old giant huge like massive shark that lives like super super deep down in the ocean aren't all sharks massive sh- like bigger than what you're thinking as a massive shark like massive huh I'm not awake enough to. Think Here's of my work. question: If you get eaten by a shark, this is serious, okay? Okay. Because when you see it on movies like Pinocchio or whatever, and he got eaten by the shark and lived in the in the whale's stomach, maybe this is childhood trauma from Pinocchio. But <clears throat> do they just swallow you? And do you drown in the whale's stomach or the shark's stomach, or do they thrash around and do you di- do you die instantly? I think you die instantly. But but when they eat sh- like fish and stuff too, like they just they just open their mouths and a bunch of water and stuff goes in there. Well, we're way bigger than fish. Some fish, but if it's a big, I just need to know. Like if I go on the <clears> ocean, <throat> I think you're gonna have like your limbs ripped off your body. Do you know that for sure? I'm 99.8%. I don't know. I think you should Google it because then I asked that question out loud on my phone and then all of a sudden this bullshit started coming up on my TikTok because my phone listens to me, I'm telling you. And it was like, if you get eaten by a shark and you don't die instantly, you will pass through. It's four stomachs. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) So you could live inside, like you could be alive inside a shark's stomach and just like wait to be eaten by stomach acid. This is legitimate, you guys. Like this is what I think about. <laughs> I googled my megalodon question though. Okay, what is it? Uh, so data suggests that a mature adult megalodon has the mean length of 
about 65 feet long. 65 feet long? Well, that's not very big. Think about how big 65 feet long is. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to interact with it. But I was thinking like, like you say, massive, and I'm like 15 football fields. An average shark is between five and seven feet, Mom. Okay, yeah, it's pretty big. So, an average shark is only five feet. It's as tall as you. Okay, well then, yeah, you're gonna get chomped up. I was th- see. Pinocchio, like Walt Disney, you've completely like terrorized us for no reason. I thought whales and sharks were like about or about 20 feet for like real big ones. Oh, interesting. So it's still like five times bigger than a normal, like the big sharks. Okay, so you're going to get eaten. See, you're talking about how big they are. I'm worried about being eaten by one. So I'm just saying, think about the 65 foot shark ingesting a bunch of cocaine and you're swimming through and it do 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 do. He decides he doesn't want to live at the bottom of the ocean anymore because the cocaine's near the surface, and there he is. I'm just saying. Okay, if I get eaten by a shark and I don't die immediately, and I'm in the stomach of a shark or a whale, I want that shark or whale to have ingested cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do drugs, but I'm just saying, like, if I'm dying like that, at least I want some cocaine to go with it. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm just... <laughs> uh, okay, so this is what happens when we record when we woke up an hour ago, friends. I'm serious. You get very off-the-wall conversations <laughs> on a Thursday morning. So hopefully you're here for it, because this is where we're at. I'm serious. If I get eaten by... Not that I'm ever going to be in the ocean, because... She's terrified of the ocean. I am terrified of water. In general, I am terrified of water. I love the ocean. Mm-mm. Mm. I track the sharks on my shark trap and I... track them I like watching it. I like looking at it. I think that it's absolutely beautiful. I have absolutely no desire to go into it. I like to be in it. I like to go out really far where I can barely touch. I know, and it and scares it the shit out of me. And the waves throw me. I don't like it really at all. into that. I don't like and it. And then wondering what the slimy things touching my legs are, if it's a shark or if it's a fish or if it's a jellyfish. It's a fun little game. No, and Scott's on my side on this one too because this is Scott's biggest fear. I was trying to think of it with Scott's or Ryan's. No, Ryan's Scott. is heights. That's right. The Ryan height. is heights. Well, not all heights, but like really, really high heights. Yeah. So, Scott, I hope you're enjoying the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Scott, I'm with you on this Cocaine one. sharks. Cocaine sharks. If they... And sharks are swimming up into the river, so you probably shouldn't get into lakes either because... Scott, if you in. ever thought that sharks could be any more terrifying, we just made it more terrifying. Why are we talking about sharks? I don't know. I just saw it this morning and okay. it's been on my brain. Okay, so we digress. Happy Thursday morning. <laughs> you know, talk you about know, they, why people came here. There's this, there's this TikTok whatever <clears throat> about how men, um, what is it that men think about the Roman, the Empire. Roman Empire, like frequently, frequently, a lot. And I was like, no freaking way. And so we we did. We texted like just about every guy that we that we that we know and I was like how often do you think about the Roman Empire and I will be dipped in banana oil if every single one did not say frequently at at least least once once a week week, once a month I asked that to everybody at work yesterday and the answer was pretty much like once a month but then I asked my boss that and he was like never I've never thought about the Roman Empire and all the guys were like you're lying you do too you don't lie that's so bizarre what is it about the Roman Empire that they think about like do they fantasize about being like in the Colosseum do they like what apparently it's supposedly like the need to conquer the yeah inherent need to conquer but the Roman Empire so Bridger is 10 
And I, last night I was sitting outside talking to him about his day and blah, blah, blah. Of course, again, he's sick. I'm sick. We're all, you know, like sick. And I said, buddy, I got a question to ask you. And he, so he sits down and he like leans forward. He's such a good little sweet boy. Oh my goodness. And I said, do you know what the Roman empire is? And he goes, no. I said, oh, okay. Then you don't think about it frequently. And he's like, no, no, mom, are we done talking? And I'm like, I guess so. Why? And he's like, I'm going to go watch some YouTube videos on the Roman Empire. I'm like, shit, okay. But then I asked him, I said, what do you think about frequently? Like, what is something that just pops into your head randomly? And he's like, if you're going to pick me up from school on time. I'm like, I'm Personally like, attack, shots fired. I'm like, I have never. Oh my that God, with your really chair. That was a aggressive squeak. Oh my God, I've never, ever, ever been late picking him up. I think once in his life. I forgot him that one time. You forget him, Coral <laughs> forgets him or is late, but I am never, I have never, I am there, school gets out at 2.55, I'm there at 2.30. <laughs> He's my baby. Oh my goodness. He's I the can't. sweetest thing ever. I This morning when I dropped him off, I was like, buddy, yesterday morning, okay, Bridger, every morning when I drop him off at school, he will give me some kind of inspirational quote before he gets out of the truck. Like he'll get out of the truck and then he'll stand there and he'll turn around and he'll say something like, a great attitude makes a great day, mom. Make your day great. I, he, every single morning. Why does he not talk to me like that? He's a jerk to me. Because he loves his mama. He doesn't love And me. then he walks away and of course I wait and I make sure that they are in the school or in the playground because I have a true crime podcast. <laughs> so I make sure that they are where they're supposed to be before I drive away. And every morning, his whole life, he's always done this. He'll take about 15, 20 steps and then turn around and blow me a kiss. I love it. It makes my heart so happy. I look forward to it every day. It's like our thing, mm -hmm. not our thing, but it really warms my heart. Like it, he's the only one of my kids that has ever done this and I love it so much. Mm -hmm. And he's in fifth grade. So I know that the, this time is ending. It's coming to an end. And yesterday he did not blow me a kiss. Oh. And I sat right there where I park with a broken heart for like a couple minutes. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. So this morning when I was dropping him off, I was like, buddy, do you know what makes like every single day? And I was like, when you, you know, and I go through, I'm like, when you look back and you, you know, you're walking away with all of your friends and then you turn back and even in front of your friends, you blow your mama a kiss. Like it makes me feel so loved. And he's like, oh, mom, I'm glad. And he reaches over and grabs my hand and he's like, I do love you. I'm glad you're my mom. And I'm like, but yesterday you didn't do that. And it made me really, really sad. And he was like, well, okay, mom. And I know he wanted to say something, but he didn't. And this morning when I dropped him off, he took 15 steps away and he turned back and everybody's looking, like all of his friends are looking, Mr. P that's standing out there who, who loves it. And he blows me a kiss. And then, he, and then he takes a couple more steps and then he turns back around and he goes, gum, 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 with both of his hands. And I was like, aw. Oh my goodness, what a goober. He's so sweet. He's so sweet to you. He's not sweet to me. He's so sweet. <laughs> well, you're not particularly sweet to him either. I'm so sweet to him. No, you're not. You write his ass like a hemorrhoid. Oh my God. That was like <laughs> you are awesome. always like, go away. You're so annoying. He's, mean. <coughs> he's not mean. He's a bully. No, he's not. 
See, this is why he gets away with things. See her response right here? He's so This is why he is the way he is. (laughs) (laughs) I love him so much. I I love love him too. I know. He's a turd. He's not. He's a turd. He's great. Okay, let's tell everybody where they can find us. (laughs) We're like all over the place today. We are. Sorry, you guys. All right. We are on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Patreon, the Suspended Sentence Podcast. Our email is the suspended sentence podcast at gmail.com. And you can get Tracy's book, IDP, and the 13 components to criminal thinking and behavior. Yes. Anywhere queen. the books are sold, preferably Barnes and Noble. Correct. All right. Correct. And my second book is Three Quarters of the Way Done. <gasps> That's exciting. I know. I know. Tyler and I are going to do an episode on that here very, very soon. Yay. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Yeah, that'll be a Patreon episode. Yeah. But yes, very cool. All right. Well, I am Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is the suspended sentence. Thanks for sitting with us this morning, you guys. Hopefully, this is just kind of chill. Just needed like 15 minutes to wake up. It's okay. Yeah, it was actually like 18, but. Oh, okay. We just needed like 18 minutes to wake up. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So we're. We have gotten a couple emails asking about more. Well, you you talk about it. We've just gotten some emails about, like, with some questions for Tracy about things that we've, like, kind of, like, glossed over and wanting, like, more explanation or her thoughts on some things. Um, And then, so we're going to go through those. And then there's a couple questions that I had. Really? Mm -hmm. My chair is going to squeak again because I'm adjusting. Ready, set, go. Um, So hopefully I'm awake enough for this. I just need to get some WD-40 and fix it. I forget, though, because the only time we ever use that chair is when you when you sit in it. <laughs> only twice a week. Only twice a week. Okay. All right, you go. Okay. So, first question, what do you think about private probation? Oh, my gosh. We're hitting hard. Okay, so let me sit up. Okay, private probation. So, I had a private probation program. So, obviously, I am a fan of it. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. The, here's why. If you Google private probation in the United States, the first things that are going to come up is going to be a whole lot of like lawsuits and where private probation is just taking it a little bit too far. And I guess, I guess to my knowledge, Samantha, and this is to my knowledge, I am the only person in the United States who has ever had a private felony probation program. Mm-hmm. So my program was different. Whereas the majority of the other private probation programs in the United States work with misdemeanors. And it's more like it's a misdemeanor uh, that has to do with freaking fines and it's money driven. And that I think is a problem. Because obviously being a private probation, you have to, you're not going to get state funded or federally funded. So how you're going to stay afloat is by your participants paying either in service charges or fees or fines or monthly dues or something like that. Okay, well, if you have somebody who has, say, $150 worth of court fees and fines that they can't pay, and then you're going to charge them on top of that $30, $40 a month. I mean, something that should take, you know, uh, two or three months to pay off 
is now like six or seven months. And I think that it just clogs the system. So I think, I think private probation in the misdemeanor circuit court arena, I think, I think should not be allowed. Okay. I, I don't think it should be allowed. If it's about fees and fines, if it's about fees and fines, then they need to start a different program that allows adults, because to my knowledge, adults are not allowed to do this, that allows adults to work off their fees and fines by either work experience or community service. Because if our criminal justice system is motivated by money, fees and fines, we already have a goddamn problem. Yeah, no joke. And so referring people to a private probation program that's just going to charge them more money if they don't have money seems to me to be, I'm not trying to be over the top, but it's the only legal term that I have to use it, cruel and unusual. Yeah. Uh, It's financially driven and isn't punishment based. It's not rehabilitative based. It's not, it doesn't serve any purpose to the judicial system whatsoever except money. In my opinion, that's my opinion about private probation. I don't think, I, I think it's a crock of shit. Okay. I do, unless there's a program attached to it that actually helps people. If somebody is broke, if they are socioeconomically challenged and they have fees and fines and you want to refer them to a private probation program that is, for example, going to do educational, um, you know, get them educated, do, you know, like some kind of vocational training, um, get them in a trade school, something like that, um, a technical school something like that that's going to increase their socioeconomical status, then I would be on board. But referring people to private probation programs just to collect fees and fines and charge them more, I think should be illegal. Okay, that's fair. Um, Okay, and what do you think about, like, juvenile probation? Like, just overall juvenile probation. Ugh. Ugh. I am so opinionated about the juvenile system. (laughs) So freaking opinionated. I think that if more resources were available to parents for their kids, we would not need a juvenile probation program, to be honest with you. Okay. Okay, and now I'm going to tell a very, very personal story. Very personal story of my... I, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to go, go into this without. Um, I have seen over and over and over again with my clients, and I actually have personal experience also with my oldest son, of kids that get off the trail a little bit and the lack of resources that are available to parents without signing your rights away to the state mm-hmm. and letting, this, letting the state take complete control over your children that it is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. The, and then here's the other part is everything with juveniles is confidential and it's sealed. So try and find records on juveniles. Right. Try and find statistics on how many kids are doing what kind of crimes. Try and find, you can't, you can't find it. So I don't know, I don't know why justice is connected to juveniles in the judicial system at all. I don't understand why those two words are correlated at all. And what are the options if if a juvenile has shitty parents? What is the option for that juvenile? Foster care. Right. Well, foster or the group home. Or the group home. 
what is a group home? It's, it's like a jail. Right. It's a place where kids go to learn how to be worse kids. Yeah. Where they don't learn good things. And honestly, in the foster care system, most foster places don't want teenage kids. So what is the other option? I'll tell you. They get sent to juvenile detention centers. There are zero resources for kids. And so, so juvenile probation, I think, is complete and total freaking bullshit. And privatizing it, oh, my God. Okay, well, so that's a good segue into here. So we got an email from Eddie, um, who we've talked about Eddie before. We love Eddie. Yeah. Um, where he was asking, he wanted your opinion on, in I guess, Pittsburgh, where he lives, is they are opening a new private juvenile detention center. Oh, no. And so he was like, said that this has caused like a big stir in the community because he's like, so he wanted your opinion on on privately owned juvenile detention centers. I think that it is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. Okay, why is that? Because you already have the privacy concerns of juveniles, not concerns, the privacy laws that make it so that we can't talk about juveniles, and then you're going to privatize it where nobody is going to oversee what's happening in these agencies, and kids are going to be sent there, and you're going to have absolutely no idea what goes on in there except what the administrators put out. There's going to be, I think it's a, it's a horrid, horrid, horrid idea. Okay. His other question with that is, do you think that those people actually care about kids, or are they in this for, like, money? Absolute money. It's for money. I think that the entire judicial system is driven by money. Mm-hmm. I think that it's all about money. If it was about helping people, our system would be set up completely differently. Our kids wouldn't be going to juvenile detention centers. I mean, unless, I mean, I'm not talking about the worst case scenarios. I'm talking about the 90% of kids that are there for drug charges or MIPs or truancy or vandalism or things that you know, with a good mentor or with good programming or with, sorry, better parents, that these things wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And then by the time, <clears throat> by the time these kids, if they start getting in trouble at 14, 15 years old and they go into juvenile detention facilities or they go into probation programs or they go into, you know, blah, 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 all of these things, by the time they're 18, they're institutionalized. Yeah. The damage is done. Yeah. And you have now created and created the path that this child is going to go down forever. Mm-hmm. It's. <clears throat> well, and that's true. We, I mean, we know a few people that were in situations like that and then were out for a couple months after turning 18 or an hour in jail. Yep. Yep. And I wish sometimes that I wasn't bound by confidentiality the way that I was because I could give example after example after example after example of kids that have died in group homes, kids that have been raped and and terrorized in juvenile detention centers, kids that have been in the foster care system who were, you know, 
quote, bad kids. And then, I mean, one specifically that we had in our home for six years, who I love, who is still like a son to me. He lived with us for six years on and off. Mm -hmm. And every time he would come with us, he would be straight A student. He would be law abiding. He would be playing sports. He would be doing all these phenomenal things. And then he'd go, oh, the kid is fixed. So let's send him home to the exact same environment that got him in this mess. And he would go down the same path. Like it's, you know, I mean, environment it is and the resources that are available for kids i mean honestly like it's 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 disgusting yeah. like kids because they're minors it's like in in america whatever it's it pisses me off that's a topic <laughs> that really pisses me off yeah the way that we interact with our kids and the way that we treat our children and the way that that all of it's absolutely blows my mind yeah now this one goes for me because i have something i want to talk about and get your opinion on um, house arrest and ankle monitors. Oh God. What's your question? <laughs> so I know someone who same situation was in like the group home. Then they left the group home after turning 18, got in, got employed. They ended up getting arrested. Um, did 14 days in county jail. For what? What'd they get arrested for? Um, alcohol. Um, the underage alcohol. Okay, MIP. And then, um, destruction of property. Okay. So, after getting out, is placed on the ankle monitor and all of that. Is it supposed to be at home and at work? Mm-hmm. Was good at that for a while. Now that is turned into, they're out partying, they're out doing the same things. But she still has her ankle monitor on. So, I'm confused on, like... Do those not work? Is that not like a thing? Like, they do work. Is it, <laughs> they do, do work. That, do probation officers just not give a shit? Or what's... Well, there you go. Probation, okay. they don't give a shit. Um, you know, <laughs> during COVID, it was like the biggest, like, I don't even know the right word to use there. But I mean, literally the probation and parole program shut down during COVID. It was like, you just drive by and make sure that their car is there or you know, da, 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 da. And, and, and to me, that was like, what, you know, I mean, like there's no, no program that is still open right now. Like AAs were shut down. NAs were shut down. You know, all the resources that were available to people were shut down and probation and parole shut down for the safety of their, you know, I mean, it was just like, what the hell? Um, I think house arrest is a good idea. Mm -hmm. I like the concept of it because, obviously the cost associated with being incarcerated. I like also that people can go to work and to do those things. I like that. I think though that the ACL monitor thing, um, it allows probation parole officers to be a little bit more lazy. And I understand that they're overworked. I understand that they have a, a large clientele. I understand that. But, but so how it works is people on probation will make a schedule, okay? And they'll fill out the schedule and they'll turn it into their probation officer like the week before or whatever. And on the schedule, they'll say, it's a daily schedule and we'll say from eight to five at work, from five to six grocery store, from six to seven dinner with da da da, you know what I mean? Whatever based on the tiers that they're on or the levels that they're on within their probation program. And then once the probation officer like approves that schedule, then they're good to go, right? 
the probation officer can come by and verify, and they will, I mean, or they should come by and verify that they're keeping the schedule, that they're doing what they're supposed to do, whatever. But let's just assume for a second that I'm your probation officer and you provide me a schedule that says that you're going to be working at the car wash from eight to five today. And it is 1030 and it starts downpouring rain and the car wash gets shut down and it's 1030 and your boss says, there's no need for five of us to be here. You go home. Well, you're cleared until five. Oh. So you can be wherever, right? Until five. Or, I mean, I don't know because the ankle monitor should be having GPS. But unless somebody is logging into the computer and looking to see where you're at, I, you know. And it's probably after business hours. They're probably not doing that after five o'clock. Right. And if they have 60 people, you know, as long as you're not popping hot on your UAs or your you know, whatever, then, I mean, unless they have a reason to look, they're not going to look, Right. you know, unless you have a super vigilant, super, you know, intense probation officer. I didn't use that. I used the Live360 app and my participants always had to have their phone on them. And, and what, what the reason is, is because Live360 will show you every place that they went and every place that they stopped and at how long they were there at a stop for the last 24 hours. Right. And you could actually log in and I could see every place that they stopped and everywhere that they went within the last seven days. Mm-hmm. And so, but I was super vigilant in, you know, making sure that people were being honest with me and doing what they needed to be doing, what they said that they were going to do. And if that changed, just call me. Right. But, but I mean, that sucks for her that, I mean, I'll tell you why that sucks for her is because clearly she needs more services than are being provided to her. Mm -hmm. If you've got a jail sentence that's hanging over your head and you're partying and you're drinking and you're doing the things that you're saying that she's doing, um, that girl needs help. Mm -hmm. She needs help and it's not being provided to her. But that's, but that again is one of my problems with probation and parole it's like, it's not just about working a program. It's about helping people. Is it not? I mean, it should be. If it's not, then we're doing it wrong. And God. Okay, last question. If you could change anything about... Probation and parole. There we go. I lost my entire... I'm staring at you like, woo. Um, probation and parole. What would, what would it be? If I could change one thing or... or one thing. Just one thing. Oh, man. (laughs) That's hard. Hang on. Just one thing. Um, Okay. If I could change one thing, just one, it would be with felony probation. um, With felony probation. It would be that once the the person, the participant, the offender, whatever you want to refer to them as, the, the individual, once they have completed probation... After a certain amount of time, maybe three years, um, if they have not reoffended, I think that the felony status should be dropped. Okay, why is that? Well, multiple reasons. Number one is I think that, I mean, I don't know the number off the top of my head. It's a disgusting number, though. How many convicted felons there are in the United States? If you have convicted felony status in the United States, what that, okay, so let's say you're. 19 years old and you get convicted of felony DUI. 
or felony possession of weed mm-hmm. or something like that. Something that I'm, I'm not trying to say it's not a big deal, but something like that. And then you fast forward, you complete, you successfully complete probation. You successfully like, you know, get a good job and have a family and blah, 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 blah. And then you're 60 years old or 65 years old. And this happened 50 years ago, but you still have felony status on your record. You still cannot own a firearm. You still cannot, um, you, you have that status. Okay. It will drastically affect your retirement in, you cannot receive social security benefits. You can't can't get, you can't, no, if you're a convicted felon, it affects a lot. That's wild. You can't live in low income housing. You can't get like Cheyenne, like a Cheyenne housing or like uh, section eight housing. You can't, they don't accept applications from felonies or from felons. And so I think that after amount of time, after a certain amount of time, that that should go away. And it shouldn't be this ridiculous 10 year and the county attorney has to sign off on it crap. Mm-hmm. Like if you have changed your life, you, that, that shit should be dropped. For nonviolent offenders? Or do for you nonviolent. Okay. No, for nonviolent offenders. Okay. I could get behind that. Yeah. I was think I was gonna say if it's for like all felonies, I don't know that I can get behind that, but like nonviolent ones, yeah, I can get behind that. I think that the judicial system has this concept that that well, and I think society does to a certain extent also that felons are bad people. Yeah. And not all felons are bad people. Yeah. Um I'm gonna tell a story, just one story, and then and then we've got to go for the day. But mm-hmm. when I was when I was running my um, my probation program, there was a period of time that um, it was actually really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, my house had gotten broken into four times in like three weeks. My dog was poisoned and left stabbed on my front porch. Notes were being left. I mean, it was it was a very, very scary time. I don't know to this day who, who was doing it or why. Um, I assume that it's because of the probation thing. Um, notes were being left, like written in. It wasn't in blood, but it was made to look like it was blood, like fake blood um, about my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and... There wasn't anything that anybody could do, right? Like I had, I, I had cameras, but it was almost like the, the people knew, I don't know. It was, you know, like after the COVID thing, so everybody wore masks anyway. And, you know, when you have a hood on and a big mask, there's no identifying features, mm-hmm. right? And um, I yield to no one. Everybody knows this about me by now. Like I'm a scrapper and I'm not, like, I'm not afraid Um, but I've got children in my home and I'm not stupid, right? you know? And so I was doing everything that, um, you know, like I should do to protect my home. I had surveillance. I had my, but they would kick in the doors Mm -hmm. or they would break windows or, I mean, like they got into my house and one time they got into my house when my kids were home and that was really like, okay, I don't know what the hell. And I actually, we were in a, IDP, um, one of our group sessions, and we were talking about, I don't know, whatever. And it was the day after that had happened. And I was super just like, 
everybody could tell something was wrong with me. I was, my kids were at home. I wasn't there. They could just tell something was up. And, and one of the guys said, you know, like in front of everybody, Tracy, I mean, you, what's going on with you? Like, you're just not here right now. And I was like, can we just like move this to my house? Because I, I don't, I'm not comfortable right now with, you know, my kids being there, whatever. And they were like, what's going on? And so I actually told everybody in the program what was going on at my house and <clears throat> where I had sought law enforcement assistance. You know, I was a PO, I work in mental health. I, you know, have zero criminal history whatsoever. And the cops literally did nothing to help me. They did nothing to help me, even additional surveillance at my house. Right. Like did nothing. And <clears throat> so what happened was, Everybody in my IDP program got together collectively without my knowledge and they took turns sitting outside my house. Yeah. My clients, my participants, these offenders, these felons were protecting their probation officer. Yeah. And that shit stopped. I mean, I moved, you know, I mean, shortly after that, you know, I moved into a different house and I, you know, it's another reason why people don't know where I live and don't know. Yeah, you know, and why you use a PO box as a mailing address and. Yeah, I mean, people don't. That's it's probably one of the main reasons that people don't come to my house. Anybody, because I don't want anybody to know, even my friends, because I had no idea who was doing that. I had no idea, but it was my participants who protected me. It was these dangerous criminals who will be felons for the rest of their life. That, that were protecting me that made this stop. Yeah. Well, and I think that speaks volumes about, like, you've talked about this in the IDP episode about mutual respecting each other. Yeah. And how far that goes with people. Yeah, it does. And, but, but to have that concept, well, and, you know, in my IDP program, the deal was, right, like the original deal was that if they completed my program successfully and they did it for five to seven years, that when they completed it, their felonies would be dropped. And then that didn't happen. Yeah. They did everything that they were supposed to do. They completed the program 100% success rate. They did everything that they were supposed to do and then some. They exceeded the expectations of my program. And then when it was time for them to get off, the judge would not, and the county attorney would not let that felony status go. That was bullshit. Yeah, I agree. That was complete bullshit. I agree. So anyway, so that's, I mean, that's my thought. I mean, these people who are on probation, I mean, there are some people, and this is not, this is not for everybody because most, not most people, but a lot of people that are on probation need to be on probation. A lot of people that are in prison need to be in prison. But there's a large percentage of people who don't. Right. And who shouldn't. Who, and there's a even larger percentage of people who made mistakes in their 20s, who are now grown-ass, responsible people who have changed their life and who are different people who this still hangs over their, hangs over their heads. And it's, I mean... Well, I think a lot of people, I mean, you can say this, I can say this. I'm not the same person that I was seven years ago. Oh, You're no. not the same person that you were when you were 20 years no. old. No, no. So people do change. People, people grow. 
People, I mean, they mature, they grow, and especially crimes that are committed. You know, I had one participant who committed crimes who did what he did when he was actually a juvenile. Oh, wow. But they continue to revoke him for petty-ass shit. Revoke, 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 carry it on, carry it on until it went into his adult life. And then, and then he got felony status. And it was like something that he did when he was 16 that now he will pay the price for for the rest of his life. And as a convicted felon, now a father, he won't be able to coach his kids. He won't be able to, I mean, like any of those things because he's a convicted felon. And you know and you have to mark the box when you apply it, jobs. Yeah. And, and the shitty thing about his in particular was is he didn't even do it. Oh. He he took the fall for his brother who was an adult. Oh shit. So you want to talk about, you know, honor. That's honor. Yeah. So he took the fall for his brother. So his brother didn't go to prison. Everybody changed their life. Everybody, you know, whatever. And now, you know wild it's crazy well thank you for giving us all your opinions on all this stuff today because we did get we did get some questions about that and so yeah i think it's good too sometimes to just do like we love when we get these emails and i know some of them are like a few weeks old but it's sometimes nice to just do a collective yeah deeper dive into your brain here a little bit more yeah and we love being asked questions so yeah so for sure, I mean, I definitely have an opinion about the judicial system. <laughs> I don't system. know if you guys have noticed, but so, Tracy is opinionated. Yeah, well, it, it fires me up. It, you know, I mean, I don't know. So thank you for letting us pick your brain this morning. Yeah, even though it's probably a little foggy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that um, our shark talk, our cocaine shark talk, got us yeah. nice and awake for... Yeah, it was really good to say that I wanted to do cocaine as I was being eaten by a shark and then talk about being a PO. I thought that yeah, that was... <laughs> that was good. That was a nice... <laughs> everybody on there because we're all friends here we're all friends here uh well thank you guys for being here this morning sorry that the episode's coming out a few hours later than usual but hopefully we give you a good chuckle and we'll see you guys tuesday perfect you guys have a great day stay safe